Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Equipped to Be. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Connie Alpers. Today, we're going to talk about kids and credit cards and debit cards. What are we supposed to do? How do we deal with it? Well, recently, I was contacted for a new segment to discuss this very topic. And as usual, three to five minutes, you just barely scratch the surface. And so I've decided, considering I have 10 pages of research and thoughts and notes, that if the news is talking about it, then I think we need to be talking about it because it's what we talk about in our home every day, especially if you have children. So that's going to be the topic of today's episode. I hope you enjoy it and take out a pen and paper because you might want to take some notes on this. Well, Part of the segment began with, what do you do if your kid asks for a credit card? They just think, mom, I want a credit card. I want a credit card. I want a debit card. All my friends have them. I want one too. The first thing you need to do is not immediately say, yeah, or immediately say, no way. Are you kidding? You're just a kid. Now, some of you have done them. So don't worry. Just kind of understand. We all have done that. We have an impulse reaction. But let's step back. Your kid comes in and they mention the fact that they would like to have a credit card or they would like to have a debit card. And we'll talk about the different types of debit cards that are being specifically targeted to children and teenagers. I want to have you write me on the show, write Connie at ConnieOpers.com. Send me an email. Let me know what you use. How do you like it? If it's worked, I also want to know what hasn't worked about it. So make sure that you let me know about that. And tell your friends, share this episode with a friend that you love and care about who may be in the same season of life as you. Kids are growing up. Kids think money grows on trees. They want more of it. Things that they want to buy, (laughs) let's face it, are very expensive. How do we make it all work? And how do we teach our kids? Because they're not learning it in school, unless, of course, you homeschool. And then they are learning it because that's probably part of your daily life. Our kids are very involved. So how do you talk to the child who thinks they need to have a credit card? Here's going to be my first most important topic is have a conversation and ask your child why. That's simple. Like, well, why do you want one? I hear what you're saying. You don't need to lead them. You don't need to say, hey, are you, do you want a credit card because I have a credit card? No. Why do you want a credit card? Why do you feel so strongly about it? Why do you feel like you need it? Their reasons are valid and they're worthy of careful consideration. Regardless of their age, they may be eight or nine. And I know some of you are thinking, eight or nine, are you crazy? They can't even keep track of a pencil. I'm not going to give them a credit card or a debit card. I hear you, but I'm just saying. Their reasons are valid to them. And it'll tell you a lot about what they're thinking. Also, the pressure that they might be feeling from their peers. So, for instance, you ask them, so why? And they say, well, 
No one takes cash. You know, maybe they go to a coffee shop. You have a teenager and they go to a coffee shop. I know a lot of places that I go, they aren't taking cash anymore. It's debit or credit. And maybe that's what they're seeing as well. Another reason is maybe they lose money. They leave it at home, which they could do a debit card, right? But they just lose money, lose track of it. Maybe it falls out of their pocket. Another thing to consider is maybe they don't feel safe carrying cash. Maybe they just don't feel safe. But probably the more common reason is their friends are. And when their friends are whipping out their little green light card or their busy kids or their Axios card and your child's pulling out their cash, some children feel awkward and very uncomfortable. And some kids will make fun of your child. Hang with me here because I know what your reaction is going to be. I did the same thing. And they say, oh, your mom won't let you get a credit card. Your mom and dad won't give you a debit card. Are you poor or something? I mean, kids can be kind of cruel, let's face it. And they can feel like they're all cool. So they want to tout the fact that they have one and you don't, or not you, but your kids. You know what I mean? That happens a lot more than you think. So sometimes it's just like everything else. There's a bit of peer pressure. Now, some of you listening are saying, hey, I want my kids to not bend to peer pressure. Don't we all? Don't we all? I want to teach my children the Dave Ramsey principle where cash is king. Yes, I agree cash is king. That doesn't mean everything you have to carry is cash, okay? And I agree with living a debt-free life. I agree with all of that. But there's some factors we want to break down, and I want you to consider. So you've asked your child, well, why? And they have shared it. Here's what I really don't want you to do. Do not roll your eyes. Do not be quick to shoot down their replies. You know exactly what I mean. Well, we're not going to do that. Be slow to have a blanket statement of yes or no. You're after a relationship with a bigger goal of teaching your children how to become adults. And part of becoming an adult is learning how to manage money, how to work for money, how to create a budget, how to save, and how to spend wisely. That's our goal. Whether it's the credit card or a debit card or it's cash, the goal is still the same And there's a lot of different approaches to getting there. So we're going to be slow in our responses back to them. You want to ask a few questions. If they have made some valid points, maybe some of it is, well, all my friends have one. I know you'll say, well, if all your friends jumped off a bridge, would you too? Your kid might say, yeah. (laughs) Who Mine would have. Sure. It depends on how high it would, but absolutely. I want to have the fun. I don't want to miss out. Okay. I'm not judging that mindset or that thinking because it's kind of irrational, but so are children. So you have taken the time and you've listened to them. You have to ask yourself a few questions. One of the questions that I was asked on this interview was, at what age? It's not about an age. It's about maturity. How mature are they? Literally, what is their maturity level like? Two, do they have a basic understanding of money? Or do they think it just grows on a tree or in your purse? Or that your bank account has limitless funds? 
those are important things. Children see things at a child's level with a child's understanding. And if they see you constantly slapping down the debit card or the credit card, and miraculously everything goes home with you from the store, shows up at your door, Amazon doesn't stop coming, then guess what? They don't have a place in which they can connect all of that, which is what our job is. We don't leave it to the school systems because they don't have time to teach that. I mean, they don't even have time to teach basic math, let alone how to manage and grow money. And I don't mean that as a a cut, but it is the reality. It is part of your job. So you have to think about, are they mature? Do they have a basic or a reasonable understanding of money? That's important. And then do they have a responsibility level that would match the opportunity of being able, or I would say the privilege of being able to have a credit card or a debit card? Because if they ask to go buy something and you give them a couple dollars, you're trusting them to do what they say they're going to do and spend the money the way that you say they're going to spend it. Credit card and a debit card are no different. The difference is they can get in more trouble. If you give them $2, that's literally all they have unless they walk in a store and you know they slip something in their pocket. And that's like a whole nother problem. But our goal of being responsible is never to get in a fight and demean our children. Hey, you, you no way I'm giving you that. You couldn't even clean up your room this morning. That, that's not really going to set us our kids up for a great relationship with us and having those important conversations with money. Are they displaying a level of responsibility? For instance, you ask them to clean up the kitchen after dinner because you've got to go get some work done or you've got to get a baby ready for bed and you come back and the kitchen is cleaned up, sometimes good enough, but they did do it. Or did they say, I've got to get some work done. I got to do some math, mom. I'll do it after I finish this because I have a project due. Okay, understandable. They communicated with you. And the next, you walk in and nothing's done. Their plate's still sitting on the table with the fork and the dirty napkin and the milk still sitting on the table. And that might be an indicator that if you cannot handle the responsibility of small things, then we have to have a discussion about increasing the level of something as serious as a credit card or a debit card. Notice that I'm not saying anything negative to the child. I'm just pointing out, hey, listen, this is an important area of life because if you have a credit card or a debit card, you can get yourself into trouble that can truly last years and years. So our goal is to figure out if they're mature enough, if they have a basic understanding where they could comprehend what they're asking for, all sides of it, and are they responsible by nature? You know, they keep track of stuff. They're in tune with the fact that they just went and spent $10 getting lunch with some friends on a Friday night or something. Then we got to sit down with them. So we've had that beginning, right? You've assessed, you say, okay, you know what? Points are noted. You do seem to need more money. You are going to go shopping with some friends. You do need to go get a pair of shoes or a new outfit or whatever it is. And instead of me just doling out money and cash, then here's what we're going to do. Sit down with that particular child and have a conversation. Don't sit down and slap down. Okay, well, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. You don't need to do that. It puts them on the defense. Just say, you know, we've considered what you were talking about. I see your points. We've talked about it. Your dad and I, if you're married or you're all together, you know, we've talked about it. 
And this is what we think will work for who? You or for our family? No, it's going to work for our family. If it's working for our family, then it's going to work for your kids because kids are part of the family. So you sit down with him and say, okay, let's have some ice cream after little kids go to bed. Or let's just go on the back porch and talk or go for a walk. Or come here, come to the kitchen table, come to my office, and I want to show you some things. I want to help educate you. I want to help you learn. I want to help you mature. I want to help you increase your knowledge of money, of earning money, saving money, spending money. And I want to help you learn how to not overspend or spend too much which is different. Overspending just means you blew the budget, but spending too much for, say, a certain item or too many times. So sit down with them and just take it step by step. Sweetie, you see us with our credit card. Take out the credit card statement that you get, whether it's online or in paper, doesn't matter. Have them sit with you and then show them the parts of the statement. Let them see what charges were made. Let them see how that Every charge, whether it was that $5 for coffee or that $20 drive through because everybody was late to get to practice or that Amazon purchase or the shopping trip that you had or, you know, paying for the braces, whatever it is, let them see the itemized list and talk about them. And you don't have to tell them. People often say, Connie, do you have to tell them what our monthly budget is? You don't have to. You can but you don't have to. It's not necessary for them to learn. What's necessary for them to learn is that you have a budget. You bring in so much money, whatever that amount is, you can make up an amount for the teaching example, and this is what we spend. So you go through each list and they see, and you say, now look, at the end of this billing cycle, guess what? This is how much we have to pay off this bill. If we do not pay off this bill, guess what happens? We incur interest. And we can't Ignore or miss the deadline because then we'll incur a late fee. Talk to them and show them. Show them and then tell them why. Children want to understand what it is. And a lot of them are visual learners. So when they see that, numbers don't lie. Okay, sweetie, we have this much money. This is all the money that we spent on this credit card or using this debit card. Now we have to pay it off because we're a family that pays all of our bills. We do not incur credit card debt. And I know a lot of people are right now. So maybe you are because money is short and the bills keep coming in. But in general, the principle of what your family does is we pay off our credit card, which means we have to have this much money in our account. And if we don't work enough, if we don't have money set aside, then when this credit card statement comes in, we're going to have a hard time paying it. And then if we can only pay so much of it, then we're going to get walloped with a very large interest fee that accrues daily. Take out your smartphone, turn it sideways so that you get the full calculator and start showing them what interest looks like 
when they do not pay it off and how it just expands and grows and becomes more and more. And instead of paying off the credit card for $15 that it's owed, you only pay $7 because that's the minimum. And kids are like, hey, good, that's great. That's all I have to pay. In their mind, that's a great thing. That's the minimum I have to pay. That gives me more money to be able to spend for later. And children do not make the connection. No, if you don't pay it off, they are going to continually rack up money through interest. And your child may think, well, that just gives me $8 more to go spend on other things until the next month comes in. And then they say, what? Why do I have, why is this more than what? Well, because of interest. So sit them down. Now, I, I know I went into a deep dive on this, but I'm giving you truly some practical ways. And this is how we did it with all of our children. We have to teach our children while they're under our roof how this game of money works, how to earn, how to budget, how to spend, how to save. Once you've explained to them, hey, this is the way a credit card works, then let's talk about debit cards. Because in this new segment, they were like, what's better, a debit card or a credit card? And I'm like, well, it's really what's best for the child and best for your family. Obviously, as I've mentioned, credit cards can charge away. Obviously, you can put limits on it, but they can still charge more and get themselves in trouble by not having the money because they didn't have the basic understanding of if I put it on a credit card, that doesn't mean I can spend the cash. It's just delayed payment. Secondly, the debit card. A lot of us use debit cards. They're highly encouraged to be used, but Let's talk about some of the advantages of a debit card. You can put money in it. There are obviously advantages and disadvantages. And so, you know, credit cards, they're often seen as a way to build credit. They're linked directly to your bank account, and they can only allow you to spend what's actually available. So that can be a great tool for teaching children, but they would be connected to yours. They can also incur some pretty hefty overdraft fees if they aren't paying attention so let's talk about the other apps, the other debit apps that are specifically geared to kids to help them learn how to manage money and keep track of it and so on and so forth. That it's not directly linked to your personal checking or debit account. So there are a few and we're, we can't discuss all of them, but I'm just going to highlight a few. And that is the green light debit card, the Axos card, the family zoo and busy kids. Now, those are all an option. They're an option for your kids to not have to carry cash, to feel as if they have a card. Debit outs that I just mentioned, they all have the EMV on that, which is that chip, which means it's somewhat safe and protective. But like everything, you've really got to teach your children not to give away pins or passwords not to even give it to their best friends and say, hey, I've got to go to the bathroom. Would you go pay for this for me? No, we don't do that. That's part of teaching and training our kids in general. We would not do that. We want our kids to learn not to do that as well. So some highlights to this would be the green light, for instance, that's specifically geared toward kids five to 18 years old. You as a parent are able to set the spending limits. You can track their spending. You can give them an allowance. And they can start to know, okay, this is going to be coming in every Friday. This is what I have to stay within. And they offer rewards. 
for kids to earn money by completing, you know, tasks and stuff. So they do actually make it fun. It's hugely popular amongst kids from the ages of five to 18. Another one is Axios. It's an app that's specifically designed for teens, but this one is truly just for teenagers, 13 to 17 years old. It gives them the ability to manage their own finances by setting up savings goals, again, with you, tracking their spending, again, with you, And it also has another rewards program for when they do complete a task or they make a purchase with the app. Now, what you need to understand is all of these have pros and cons. There's goods and bads to all of these. And then let's just mention FamilyZoo. It's another credit card debit service designed specifically for ages 5 to 17. Now, people say, would you really give this to a 5 to 7, 8-year-old? That seems crazy. They can't even like find their shoes. Why would I give them a debit card that has cash? Well, that's a good point. But there are some children that are very astute. They are mature. I'm not going to say a five-year-old is, but there are some young children that kind of get it, and they are very responsible. They do what they're asked. They keep mom and dad informed of what they're doing. So you need to know that's available and out there. And one of the things they asked me, well, when do you start? Well, you start the conversation early and often. When you decide to give them a credit card or a debit card is a very different topic based on what I said previously, which is, do they have maturity level? Do they have a basic understanding of how to earn money, save money, budget money, and spend money? And then do they show responsibility? You know, are they constantly losing it or are they mismanaging it? So those are the three criteria. It's not about an age as much as it is the other factors that we have to consider. So when your child comes to you and they've given you valid reasons and you've sat down, you've shown them about credit cards and interest that's incurred when they overspend, you show them a debit card where, hey, if there's $50 on the debit card, that's $50. That's it. And there's no more when it's done. And if they try to do more, they can get themselves into financial trouble. So you've explained all that to them. Get with your kids and say, let's do a project. Let's research. I'm going to go research. Give them these apps. I'll have them in the show notes. And then you go research it. You find out what the pros and cons are. I'll do the same. Let's meet in a couple days and let's compare our research. Do you notice the subtlety of that? You do this, I'll do that. We'll come back. Why? We're a family. We're a team. We're doing this together. We want what's best for you. We have to do what's best for our family because our family is going to be doing life together beyond the 18 years old, but we want you to be able to step into the next season of life, aka adulthood, knowing exactly how to manage money using the tools and the resources that are available. You know what I mean now? So we do have to be careful because we don't want our kids to give out information that could ultimately hurt them financially or have somebody lift their pen and empty out their accounts. That's always a bad thing. But they do have some fraud detection. What you do need to know about these, and as you do your own research, you'll find out, like Greenlight, for instance, they charge you a monthly fee. Now, if you have a younger child, a middle schooler or so, you may be saying, you know, nah, I don't think so. We'll just go to our local bank. There is some of the really bigger banks. 
and some of the local banks, they have student accounts and you would be the co-signer and you can set those up. It can be at the institution that you actually already do your banking at so you can do some transferring. But as your kids get older and you're trying to maybe establish a little autonomy, that's completely fine as well. A lot of these are still only good wherever Visa or MasterCard are accepted. I mean, there's some places that if they don't accept those cards, which is pretty rare, then they're not going to be able to use them. But it is something to be apprised of. So after you've come back and you've talked to your kids about what the options are and you've thought about it, you've prayed about it, and you say, okay, well, we're going to try this. Just remember this. Whatever you try doesn't mean you have to stick with it. If you see your child that has agreed, you say, hey, we're going to do this. These are the expectations. Do you agree and accept them? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Reaffirm. So you understand what we're asking of you. You understand what we are giving you. And we can trust that you're going to be good for your word. And we don't have to micromanage you. Although we will be tracking Because again, we are helping you learn. And when they do something wrong, don't let your immediate reaction be to strip them away of everything. Go back to square one. Ask them what happened or why. When I was in the studio, one of the producers was giving me an example of their child had overspent and very upset about it. And the child got, you know, of course, in trouble for overspending. And come to find out that child was just like, trying to help another student out with something so generous and kind, but kind of failed to tell the parent. And so as I thought about that and I responded back, I said, you know, basically you just need to say the way we work this is, I think it's wonderful that you want to do that, but our family cannot afford to be able to do this on a continuing basis. And If something like that were to come up again, send me a text or let me know ahead of time or shortly after what you did and why you did it. This will keep you and I from getting on the wrong page and having a misunderstanding that could ultimately lead to an argument of some sorts. So the whole idea of credit cards for kids, debit cards for children, or cash only, you have to view all three of them with pros and cons, you have to consider the temperament of your child, the maturity level of your child, financial understanding, and their responsibility level. When you can work through and have good solid footing for all of those, then you are able to proceed forward and make a decision and say, we will try this for 30 days, 60 days. We're going to try this, but... If for some reason we, as the parents, see that this isn't working or you're constantly going over or you're forgetting your pen or you're losing it, then we will, hear that word, we, we will come back together and we'll sit down and we'll look at the other options because there might be something else that will work better for you as you learn how to manage your money, and how to equate and connect the earning, the saving, the budgeting, and the spending. When all of those get mastered, then your children are prepared for adulthood. I hope this was 
a beneficial episode. I know that we had lots and lots of comments from it on their live website as it was going live. And, you know, money's important, isn't it? And I wish I could say, man, there was a limitless supply, but there just isn't. And there is a limited supply, but our kids often have limitless wants. And here we have to help them learn to prioritize what's most important and what the needs and separate the needs from the wants so that they learn to listen to us, hear our instructions, heed our instructions, work with us, not against us, and they don't feel like we're just trying to control them in this game of money and that we're trying to just be a killjoy by saying no, 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 no. They start to see us as we're working together towards a goal as a family And in the end, when they step out of our home and into the adult world of paying their own bills, they'll have sure footing with much appreciation for all that you've done. I'd love to hear from you, friends. I hope that this benefits you. Again, let us know. Uh, You can send us an email. Find us on social media. I'm ConnieAlbers.author on Facebook, ConnieAlbers on Instagram, wherever the social platforms you'll find us. And Equipped to Be drops every Wednesday. Make sure you check them out and tell a friend. And we'd love it if you would subscribe. It means a world to us. And we're just so grateful that God has given us this ability to speak to you and encourage you as you're busy about your day, raising your family and fulfilling the calling that God has for you. We'll see you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.